Hello and welcome to another episode of the Successful Home Ownership Show with your host Richard McKenzie out of the greater Cincinnati area and northern Kentucky and greater Dayton areas. Today's episode as I record it, I'm looking out my window at approximately four inches of sleet and snow on the ground and I just decided, well, Let's do an episode on doing winter inspections when there is snow and ice and that sort of thing and how that affects things. So this episode is called Snowblind. What you see can't hurt you, right? Well, let's get into that. People buy houses at all different seasons. All seasons have their pluses and minuses. And during the winter, you may end up buying a house during a snowstorm. You may have your inspection when there is a snow-covered roof and driveway and sidewalk and grounds. What does that cost you? Is there missed information? Well, of course, I'm giving that away. Yes, there's missed information. There's things that do need to be probably re-inspected for sure. I'll tell you a story. Back in February 2002, the current house that I live in, I naturally inspected it myself. And I did have another inspector that I paid. I can't say that he was the greatest inspector. I think I found more than he did. But that being said, I knew it needed a new roof. But that wasn't the only thing. And, and by the way, our, our, our house was flipped. It was renovated and not the greatest fixtures and so forth. But I really liked the house. It was a solid house. It still is. Of course, naturally, I've improved and replaced about everything in it. But that being said, the roof was a concrete asbestos shingle roof, which is really meant to last maybe 75, maybe upwards of 100 years. But, so somewhere between 50 and 100 years. Let's just throw a wide range out there. So the problem with concrete asbestos shingle roofs is there's no spare parts, at least not that I know of. There was one house I actually was in that had some concrete asbestos shingles in a small stack on a basement floor, and I just know that they'd been there since the house was built. And they still hadn't moved because the people had a, a, another roof on there. And they really didn't need those. And I was thinking, man, I really would have liked to have had those 15 years ago. I could have used them and maybe not replaced my roof. So what ended up happening was my roof had ice and snow on it. But when I inspected it, when the inspector and I were walking through, I just remember seeing there was there were on the ridge, there were some shingles that were off. And they were detached. And they're held on by nails, okay? And you really can't do anything to fix those without new shingles. So I knew the how the roof uh, 2003, so February 2003 to now is 19 years. It's 70 years old now, so it was 50 years. So it was about 50 years. So it was right at the early parts of the time to replace the roof. So as part of the loan on the house, I did have the roof replaced and had it put into the loan. So that was good. Back then, you could do that sort of thing. Nowadays, that's a two or three K loan, and that's a little different story. It was a little things were a little different 20 years ago than now. But 
So there were other things that I that I noticed with the house as well outside, and that were was that the sidewalk, the driveway, it was a carport, and I had that turned into a garage, but all those areas were all covered with snow. And after it melted, I remember taking a tour and going, gosh, I'm going to have to put a French drain in the backyard. This is really holding a lot of water, so I put a French drain in there. And there was also a lot of debris that the renovators just kind of dumped off to the side, and that was hidden by snow, and I didn't see that. Um, so I didn't ask for a reinspection time. I didn't ask for that sort of thing. I just discovered those things, and I had to fill up trash cans of debris. And there were also some vines covering. There were like seven big euonymus vines that were on corners of the house. And my house has more than four corners, so that's why I'm, I'm saying on the corners of the house. And I ended up during that spring digging those out and pulling them off the house. But a lot of that was buried in snow. Yes, it was a lot of snow on the house when I bought the house. So point being here, the lesson learned that your snow and ice covering the house when you are inspecting it during the winter, you really do want to have that reinspected when you can see those parts of the house. Everybody's time is valuable. There might be a reinspection mm -hmm. fee. Somebody needs to pay that. Um, but just letting you know that you do want to make sure you see those things, especially the roof. The roof is the number one most expensive item. And you're not going to really um, think about this a whole lot, but the driveway is pretty expensive too. And if your driveway is covered with snow and ice and it's totally crumbled up, asphalt or concrete and needs replaced, you really want to know that going into your transaction. So definitely consider the sidewalk and driveway and the grounds. You do want to inspect the grounds after a good bit of that snow and ice has melted. You may have some drains that are hidden that are pretty important to know about. You may have some low spots, some divots, all kinds of stuff could be buried on the yard. So those things need to be need to be seen. You may have an in-ground sprinkler system you don't know about, an irrigation system. All right. So the other thing too, when you are looking at a driveway, <clears throat> water gets into cracks and it expands and it, and it cracks further and it makes things worse. So these are things that you definitely want to know about on concrete and asphalt. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to our Northern Kentucky company owner, Ryan True. Ryan True, like True Faults, except he's of, mm -hmm. of course True. It's very important to let you know that he had an incredibly great post on Facebook where he reminded people during our really cold winter, uh, period right now over the next couple days, it's going to drop down near zero in Cincinnati. He reminded people to run your emergency heat during this period of when it gets less than, say, 15 degrees because you're your compressor outside could freeze up and form a whole lot of ice on it, and that does cause deterioration of your cooling fins and the machine itself. So shout out to Ryan for being extra helpful and uh, knowledgeable, and uh, he, he certainly didn't steal my thunder. I'm putting it out there and giving him a shout out because that's uh, that was some really good thinking and being very helpful. So, um, so that tip... When it is really, really cold, and these are things we want to look for when you have a true heat pump system, which is to say the compressor unit runs when it is running in heating mode as well, 
to make sure it's not all frosted and iced up and that sort of thing. The colder it gets, the bigger chance you have of that happening. All right. Um, another story I will have. <clears throat> My house is very well built. I, I do think that I have a really good roof on it. However, things change sometimes. I have a very steep Cape Cod style roof and I have two dormers on the front. And where the dormers meet the main roof, there is an intersection there. There's flashing underneath that intersection. And something has to have changed because as I put four new ceiling fans in my, my house to replace the ones 18 years ago that the uh, renovators put in, they're probably $25 ceiling fans, but I put in nicer fans. I'm sitting there doing some painting trim that I haven't done in 18 years. So I'm painting all the doors and trim. Very tedious job. I am totally done with my living room, which is the biggest ceiling in the house. Okay. I hear drip, drip, drip. Now remember, we're in the middle of a ice and, and, and snowstorm. And preceding that was a, was a pretty good deluge of water. And I hear drip, 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 and I look up and I say, oh my gosh, I've got some water in the glass bulb that I just put in for the ceiling fan. And that has nothing to do with the fact that I just put it in, but it's extremely irritating. So where did this water come from? Well, I've nailed it down to exactly at that intersection where that dormer meets the main roof. There has to be something wrong with the flashing there. And so I'm just letting you know, again, when you have ice and snow in the middle of winter, things do freeze, expand. So there has to be either a crack in one of the shingles or there is a gap in the flashing that is allowing water to get in in a particular place. Or it actually could be, it wasn't visible from, from the gutter line, I could not see where the uh, siding, the vinyl siding on those dormers meets those shingles and the flashing there there really wasn't anything discernible. It was very hidden underneath all that, but I, I know that there's a drip there and I know it's getting in. It is not getting in from the ridge vent at the top of my roof because I went in my attic and I scoured every square inch. And yeah, I would see some moisture stains if water was running along the decking and one of the stick-built roof, uh, roof members' um, rafters for that. So... These are things that you just don't see in the winter that are hidden sometimes by ice and snow. So it's very important to get things reinspected. So ask for that in your inspection period, buyers and realtors out there. Make sure you account for that with the listing agent when you are helping them. And if you're a listing agent, make sure you account for that to give a little bit of leeway with your buyer's agent to have reinspections done because they really do need to see everything couple things I want to add to this too. When we're talking about driveways, to make your driveway last a long time, and I see this on some concrete driveways, people used to put rock salt on their driveways. Rock salt has sodium in it. Sodium is very caustic when it's mixed with water, and it will absolutely cause a chemical reaction and tear up your concrete driveway. Um, that being said, ice melt or potassium-based or those that are beet juice-based those are better for concrete and asphalt than are the sodium-based salt-type um, melts for driveways. Or get your teenager out there to use their back and they can shovel it and that will save everything. Oh well, I can't provide the teenager. Um, that being said, uh, here's another story that I wanted to, to put in here that um, 
I want to talk about grounds that are hidden with snow hide things. Hide things as much as creatures. There's one inspection where I was walking around the front of the house in around the bushes trying to get up against the house. And I really do get into it when I'm inspecting and I really want to give my clients their money's worth and good quality time. So I'm walking around kind of risking myself where I'm stepping and in between these two bushes, a full-sized adult deer that was buried in the snow asleep, I must have kicked because it jumped up. And this is probably the closest I've ever had to having a heart attack. This deer just jumped up and just bolted through the yard to the neighbor's yard and in the backyard and into the woods. And it was hidden in the snow. I mean, literally a full-sized deer. It was a doe. Um, I'm glad it was a doe because if he had jumped up those antlers, I might have gotten punctured. So that, <laughs> that was just insane. So things can hide when you don't know that they're there. Uh, squirrels, raccoons, all kinds of stuff can be hidden if there's enough vegetation and other things around the house. A couple other tips that I would suggest with the winter and keeping out of trouble. If you have a crawl space and you have vents that are open, uh, and we've talked about that not being the best solution for a crawl space anyway, but if you do have a vent type solution where you have air flowing through and you have insulated floors, <clears throat> then, then you really do want to have any water pipes under there fully insulated, okay, and ductwork as well. So insulate that. In garages, sometimes people have plumbing in garages. Drain pipes are one thing, but when you have water distribution lines running through there, just like a crawl space, there might be a bathroom up above there. Uh, it might be the supply line that's going to an exterior spigot. Whatever it may be in a garage, definitely insulate those water pipes as well. Also, on kitchen walls the the water your cold and hot lines might be against an outside wall if it's an older house you may just have air inside the wall not insulation so you're probably going to want to insulate those exterior wall pipes as well bathrooms kitchens that face exterior walls make sure those are insulated winter can be a tricky time to buy a house you can get through it with success, but there are things that you want to do to try to ensure or have the better probability of success. And that is get a good inspector, take your time, walk slowly outside, don't rush things. Your inspector is probably going to move kind of slowly. Watch where he's stepping because if you're following him and you're walking up a hill, down a hill, he may step sideways down hills to keep from slipping. Watch that. You don't want to blow out your knees during during a uh, inspection. Um, that would be a really bad thing to do. Wear shoes that you can tromp around in the grass with snow and so forth, and help him be a second pair of eyes. If he's putting a ladder up, volunteer to hold the ladder steady at the base when he's walking up and down it. Um, extra extra careful in the winter time when we have cold ladders. Um, 
wet ladders or just snow and so forth on our shoes. So we want to be extra careful. And your inspector is absolutely not going to get on a roof with ice and snow or shovel it or clean it off. These are things that just are not realistic. Um, we do not want to take our life in our hands. We want to be very safe and give you a great inspection at the same time. Allow leeway for that reinspection and be patient with that because that does have to be scheduled and set up with the sellers and coordinated. So there's things that go on behind the scenes with setting stuff up logistics-wise that uh, buyers and sellers don't realize goes on with the inspectors. All right, everybody can be in a win-win situation, and you don't have to be blind during the snow. All right, this has been the Successful Homeownership Show with your host, Richard McKenzie, out of the greater Cincinnati area. Thank you for listening.